Going solo. This is a happiness habit. Do something by yourself. You may be a natural introvert. I'm a natural introvert. So this is really my flow. Um, I prefer at times to schedule a trip where I'm going on my own. And I also travel with family. And um, so I have both, but I'm very introverted. So for me, I've traveled for decades on my own and it's just natural. You may not be ready just to take a big trip by yourself, and that may not be doable. It may not even be appropriate for where you are in life. But do something on your own, especially if you're used to being around people constantly and you're an extrovert. The difference between introvert and extrovert, basics of it is where we get our regeneration, where we get our energy. So an introvert will need more time alone to get recharged and can only be around groups of people for so long because it just drains the energy. An extrovert thrives with groups of people and gets their energy from that. And the time alone uh, may be not so energizing for them. So we want to do the opposite. Most people are extroverted, and that's why I'm framing this under travel solo, go solo, do something solo, because most of you out there are going to fall into the extroverted category, and it is on a continuum. So it isn't just black or white. Um, so um, if you're extroverted and you get your energy around doing things with people, being around people, being in crowds, then uh, you're going to want to do something. Go have coffee all by yourself. And I would even take it further. You're not socializing, so you're not socializing on the phone or a tablet. And it's just you and your coffee. Let me tell you what's gonna happen because it's very different when I'm out on my own versus when I'm with family and friends. You're probably gonna spark conversations with people a lot easier. You're gonna notice things that you've never noticed before. And it's gonna give you a different perspective. And that leads to happiness because it's gonna be a challenge and it's gonna be a good challenge to do something new. Julia Cameron in The Artist Way talks about the artist date and she says weekly, go do something on your own that you would not normally do. Listen to a podcast and you would think, I would never listen to that. That is just not something that interests me. I think it's weird. She says, do it one time. Do it on your own and see what that experience is like because it, it awakens something. Um, and it's hard to describe until you do it. And so your first time you want to journal some thoughts, talk to someone about it, have someone do these exercises with you meaning, hey, this week I'm going to go to a coffee shop by myself. Will you practice that too? Go to a coffee shop on your own and then we can get together and talk about it because we're not used to doing things solo. We, I've never been somewhere on my own without a device 
because you are socializing on that device. We have a world on the internet now and we socialize there. Have you done that before without the device even? Because you could say, oh yeah, I was on a business trip and I had to grab a coffee. We're not talking about that. We're talking about intentionally going out. So many people have told me, I've never eaten alone. I don't know how to do that. It's okay. You just eat and you observe people and you may talk to people. Sometimes they're open, sometimes they aren't. And you may be thinking, but I don't want to talk to strangers. And I would challenge you and say, why not? Because you never know what kind of connection there could be. Um, I just got back from a holiday trip to L.A., and where I was staying, I was interacting with a lot of people that I didn't know. And I took public transport. There were a few people that I interacted with. Uh, when I would take a break to have a coffee or to have a meal uh, or to go to a museum, there were some interesting interactions. And I have stories that I'm telling because of that. Uh, it just added to my storytelling, the connection that I made and what I learned about people. And I live in Tennessee and I have these preconceived notions about LA. I've been there before, but I hadn't explored the downtown before or the ethnic neighborhoods uh, and it, very different ways of life within those cultures. Uh, some places it was like being in a separate country. And that just fascinates me about a city because in Tennessee, I don't find that um, where you go to an ethnic area and it, it's like you're in another country. There were several places like that in LA. Um, some were more to my liking than others for different reasons. Um, and, and I learned it increased my happiness because it increased my awe and studies show when you increase the awe and we're going to talk about this in the nature talk so you want to look at the nature talk we're going to review the study when there's awe there's an increase in levels of happiness something happens with the brain and when something is so different, we're just naturally going to be in awe of, wow, I didn't expect that. So there were some things that I just didn't expect. And so I was tired when I came back because I was going every day, all day exploring. I was really tired, but I had increased levels of happiness just naturally. I didn't have to try to do that. Um, so have a coffee, have a meal. I talk about traveling solo and you're going to meet people. You're going to talk to people again on another level that you never have before. Make decisions on your own. If you're not used to doing that, if you're a follower and then you're just in charge of your whole itinerary, that's going to be a different experience. Uh, and, or if you just, feel like, oh, I never get to do what I want. I go along with what the group wants. Well, this time you get to do what you want. And what is that? And you may say, but I don't know. There you go. You're growing. You're uncomfortable with it. It's a good thing. It'll increase happiness. When we're uncomfortable, growth happens. Uh, think about that butterfly, you know, in the cocoon, struggling 
And that's the word for the year is metamorphosis um, and that struggle to get out and uh, fly and flutter. That's what we're turning into. And it's not easy. And being uncomfortable brings growth. Embrace independence. Uh, we are community. We are social creatures, definitely. Uh, there, this isn't about, oh, be on your own and do things on your own and don't connect with people. But it is to say, what are your preferences? Get to know yourself a little bit. Increase your sense of autonomy and make decisions based on you. You know, especially if you've been a caretaker where you, you're just the giver, uh, then this is good for you. This is really good. Self-discovery. You're going to have time and space to think like you've never thought before. So that self-reflection is going to happen. And I can't predict for you and neither can you what might happen with that. There may be hidden passions. You may be confronting fears. You may gain a deeper understanding of values and priorities. Just from those conversations, what I have found is I talk to people and they don't have preconceived notions of me and the same, I don't have preconceived notions of them. So the bias is a lesson because we're not looking up each other's profiles online. We don't know each other from networking, um, some some kind of social media context. And there's a variety of platforms and people are on them for a variety of reasons. And so people can look at each other's profiles and know their likes and dislikes, political views, religious views, and then we put people in categories. So what's freeing about this is you're just meeting people and talking to them old school. And it's awesome. I love those conversations on the plane when I'm like, wow, you know, I'm picking up on um, certain signals. I'm like, we couldn't be more different. And yet we agree about this one thing that we're talking about. Um, same thing, you know, if if you're like, well, I kind of had to travel alone and sat next to that chatty person. I really didn't want to talk to them. Okay. Uh, and you were captive. But this gives you more of that exposure to realize that we are all human beings. Martin Seligman, he um, did studies around the world of people of different faiths, and he found that we have the same virtues in common. So we have more in common as human beings than we realize. So that's what the travel does. Um, or if you go to a city with a lot of ethnic spots and you go visit those areas. And like for me, I was the only white person in certain areas of LA. And I thought, wow, wow. Uh, really good. And there are times I've been to different states in Mexico and I'm the only white person and, and the whole time um, in, a, in an establishment, but the whole time I'm in this city, I, I might see three other white people. That's just amazing to me. And how do I do that not speaking Spanish? And they are not accustomed to speaking the English. So how, how does that happen? It challenges me. And I realize at that point, over two-thirds of communication is nonverbal. And you might be thinking, how is that possible? If over two-thirds of communication is nonverbal and you're with an ethnicity where we use body language more than others, 
Definitely. In Mexico, people use body language a lot. And I have Greek ethnicity in my family. So it's easier than if we didn't uh, use more expressions with our face and our hands and how we express things. I can tell when someone's happy. I can tell when they're really put off and they can tell the same with me just by the body language. And that, that helps in situations. Doing something solo, it builds confidence. Um, unfamiliar territories. And then we think I actually did that. Like I'm talking about going to Mexico, not speaking the language, being the only white person in an establishment. And I'm like, oh, I did that. What else could I do that is unfamiliar to me, that challenges me? Navigating public transportation, uh, it's, it, it's really good because it's, it's a challenge. Um, you have to make decisions on the fly and you increase your confidence there and you can handle those tough situations. Cultural immersion, um, learning. We are lifelong learners. That is a happiness habit that also increases um, our levels of happiness naturally. So we always want to be learning and um, exposed to people who have different cultural norms. And why is that? They think and do things differently. Why is that? And being so open as to ask, and then they're so open as to answer. It's not like on social media or at work or in a family system where people know you. There's no preconceived notion. And and you're, you're in a space where you're going to get up from that table and probably not see them again. And so you could more openly ask and not fear being judged or um, them saying, do you believe she asked me that? Well, they're going to say, to someone they knew, oh, this lady, do you believe she asked me that? But I don't know who she is. What do I have to lose from that? But I got to ask the question and I was really curious and maybe I got an insightful answer. So who cares what they think? And more and more, we need to let go of what people care, what they think. Um, we're disconnecting from the social impact, from the influences of others to reconnect with ourselves. We're getting a break from that digital world, constant connectivity and connecting with our surroundings and our thoughts. Okay, that's gonna only foster personal growth. Maybe we're gonna get an appreciation for solitude, maybe not. Hopefully we're gonna get more of an understanding of those introverts in our lives. Uh, the people who are quiet, the people who stay to themselves, that we really may think they're a snob because they do that. And I would argue, no, no, there's, or, or they really don't think much, or they really don't know a lot. No, there's a lot going on in that quiet person. You just have to slowly build trust with them and have those thoughtful talks and they will open up to you and it's a whole other way of living. And just because you didn't understand it and may have judged it, experiencing it may give an appreciation. So you might have fears that you're gonna face 
and that's good. Fear of the unknown, fear of loneliness, fear of taking risks. Uh, and you're going to get increased resilience from this. Uh, so I want to encourage you, what can you do that is going to increase your skill level in this area, your understanding of yourself, your understanding of others. And it's going to foster happiness. It's going to build resilience. It's going to increase understanding. So I want you to think of one thing that you could do solo this week and go out and do it. Journal it, share it with people around you, See if they'll do the same thing. Maybe it could be a weekly, an event. Then you could build up to uh, doing things more that you're like, oh, I could never do that. I have people tell me that. Well, start small and then build up to it because we don't need to have that in our vocabulary. I could never do that. Well, why not? What's holding you back? Overcome it. Because when you overcome that, that skill that you built is going to help you with other areas of life that you may be struggling with. Uh, definite positive domino effect there.